With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Health Media Now with award-winning author and host Denise Messenger for a lifetime of health empowerment. Live by being in the pink, meaning P stands for being persistent, I stands for using your intuition, N stands for networking, and K stands for obtaining knowledge. Preserve and protect your health by listening live every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Our guests entertain and share cutting-edge information. They share with you what may have taken years to achieve through experience in their field. Become inspired and motivated. Reach your full potential with fascinating tips and products. Receive a lifetime of benefits from authors, doctors, practitioners, healthcare providers, and learn about exciting new products. You asked for it, and we deliver. Now, here's your host, Denise Messenger. Hello, listeners. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is May 27th, 2015. We're going to be talking today with Dr. Elizabeth King, and our subject is going to be the fear of flying. Dr. King is an internationally recognized health and wellness expert. She's also a psychotherapist, a hypnotherapist, an author, a speaker, and a TV radio personality, a professor, and a philanthropist. I don't think there's anything else we could add to that. <laughs> highly, <laughs> highly accomplished woman, and we are so fortunate to have her with us today. She's also the author of a book called um, The Simple Guide to Holistic Health, The Lessons Learned from My Personal Journey. So let's bring Dr. Smith, I mean Dr. King, onto our show now. Hello there. Hi, Denise. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> oh, just mm-hmm. love it. Thank you. This is awesome. You're in California. I'm in Florida, so it's yeah. uh, quite an extreme. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I'd like to start the show out by asking you how you got on the path that you're on today. I mean, you've done so many things, and you continue to. What was your inspiration? Well, interestingly enough, uh, I never thought I would be doing what I'm doing. I'm sure that that probably happens to most people. You you had you start out life thinking you're going to do something, and then life happens, and things happen, uh, and it takes a turn. So um, let me just give you a little bit of background. I uh, am from the Dominican Republic originally, and at the age of three, I contracted polio as a child. And um, 
my mom brought me to the U.S., and from the age of 6 to 17, I went under 32, I had 32 surgeries. And so most of my life I was spent um, in a hospital bed. Um, And then after I overcame most of that, and that's a whole nother uh, show to to be continued. But after I went through all of that, um, I started my path and my career in education. And I quickly discovered that I really enjoy counseling uh, kids, really. And so I I got into uh, doing a master's in in uh, clinical work because I wanted to counsel, so I got my my degree in in counseling, and uh, I started uh, do, developing programs for the school system uh, in Florida and in in the Fort Lauderdale area. And I had a wonderful career of 25 years uh, doing educational programs and developing programs for the mental health uh, mm-hmm. arena as well as education. And nine years ago, um, just out of the clear blue, I wound up being bedridden uh, oh, no. because of chronic pain. Oh, yes. Um, oh, I didn't tell you, but in the midst of all that, I also uh, wound up having uh to three other surgeries, um, and so, oh. yeah, I know I wound up having a hip replacement and another hip replacement. So, long story short, I wound up being bedridden for uh, two years without being able to walk, uh, taking eight to ten pain pills just to survive the the pain. So, I had to stop my career completely, and oh. I know it was just so dark for me at that time because uh, Mm -hmm. everything that I thought I had worked for went down the tubes and I basically was non-functioning and what happened was um, I went to a doctor honestly looking for answers because nobody could give me answers and I almost am uh, I'm ashamed to say that I was going to a doctor asking hoping that he would tell me I had cancer because the pain was so horrific that I just wanted to know so that I could deal with it. But but the doctor said, no, you don't have cancer, but I think all of your muscles are contracting, and what I think is going on is that you may have post-polio, but why don't you look into holistic health? And I looked at him like he had a horn sticking out of his head, honestly. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't holistic. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea uh-huh. what that meant. And so um, I I started uh, thinking, what, it, what does that mean? And he said to me, listen, what do you have to lose? And those were the most profound words that I have ever been told because that changed my life. And when you ask me the question is how what what got me to do this, that's really what turned my whole life around because within four months after starting holistic medicine, uh, using acupuncture, nutritional counseling, uh, hypnosis, uh, I was able to walk without taking any medication. And um, I rediscovered myself. It was a re-transformation of who I was as a woman, as a career person, and mm-hmm. I was committed to giving back. And so I opened up a center oh. in Fort Lauderdale, and uh, 
the rest has been history and uh, I am a psychotherapist oh like I shared with you and mm-hmm. my passion has always been to work with trauma and depression and anxiety and I just went full force um uh, especially using holistic approaches and so now, uh, seven years later, um, my mm-hmm. my center has grown leaps and bounds. I have ten practitioners working for me. Uh, oh I my speak gosh. internationally. <laughs> yes, I know. And I also created a women's movement uh, in 2012 called Suits, Stilettos, and Lipstick, which, by the way, <laughs> so we will cute. be opening up in 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 uh, California. Really soon oh. because we just yeah we just started our national expansion, um, and it is for women because I saw so many women coming to my center really having struggles uh, juggling life uh, mm-hmm. with work life balance um, issues and challenges, and um, it, it's just been really exciting. Uh, a long winded answer to a simple question, but uh, I couldn't give you a simple answer because. Really, the message here is that if I can do it, so can anyone else. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I can't even imagine that that uh, I could be doing what I'm doing right now. So here I am, just going forward oh. and, and finding ways to serve. Well, all I can say is congratulations. Thank um, you. You have a great deal of tenacity and and um, perseverance. I'll tell you, with what you've been Thank through. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you know, I, I'm very spiritual, so I, I believe that you know that, that there's a divine purpose for all mm-hmm. of us, and and mm-hmm. um, I you know, every day I I I pray that I am guided in the way that I'm supposed to serve because I know that everything that I've gone through in my life has to be uh, for a reason, for a purpose, and so I I u- utilize my my challenges to to find ways to serve and, and to live in purpose, and this is what I'm doing. So I really appreciate you inviting me onto your show and, and to oh, allow me to share my story. Thank you. You're welcome. You know, I'm, I'm a little curious, your your holistic center, uh, if we jump quickly to your book, mm-hmm. you talk about um, you know numerous um, ways to heal, um, mm-hmm. and, there, and these are... And and most of these I'm familiar with, you know, the on-demand oxygen therapy. Oh, uh, good. Uh, good. You you thermo- know the on-demand. Thermography. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I know thermography, and um, let's see what else you talk about. There was something else. Oh, well, colonics, of course. Biofeedback, absolutely. Aromatherapy, acupuncture. I know all of these. <laughs> Do you provide these services at your center? I do. I do. Um, most of those services I do. Um, but, you know, my book really, honestly, I created it uh, because that was the book that I wish I had had when mm-hmm. I was bedridden. Had, mm-hmm. You know, it would have saved me two years of being in bed because I had no idea that all of this existed and how it it works, and I know in California, you guys are so ahead of of uh, Florida. I mean, we're starting to catch on to it. But I have to be honest; I was the biggest skeptic myself. I didn't know what this all was, and mm-hmm. you know, had I had a book that was simple, 
that that was relatable that someone had shared with me. Listen, I was a skeptic too, and now look where I'm at. I I think that that would have saved me two years of darkness. So I wrote my my book not really to highlight my center, but to say these things exist out there, and whether it's in my center or somewhere else, just find it. And and that's mm-hmm. only. Uh, and you know a tip of the iceberg because there are so yes. many other things that could be used. Yes. Well, the the clinic that I go to um, in Irvine, California, mm-hmm. they offer all of these services, and they have for 15 years. So um, mm-hmm. yes. you know they've always they've always been on the cutting edge, and I have to attribute my wellness and being cured of cancer to mm. a lot to that to that clinic, that particular clinic. So um, That's awesome. I can I can really relate to to everything that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Now our our subject matter today is is about the fear of flying. Yeah. Um, how would you like to approach this subject with our listeners? Well this is a very interesting topic because I, I see a lot of patients on fear of flying. And mm-hmm. you know, so many people go through life having fear of flying and not even thinking anything of it. They either, you know, just stop flying or do it and take all kinds of medication to to uh, survive, <laughs> numb themselves, numb themselves <laughs> or drink alcohol, and uh, uh-huh. you know. But there is a solution, and there there are there are real solutions that that will work really fast. And so I guess the way I like to approach it, if it's okay with you, is first talking oh, sure. about where it comes from and how, what kinds of treatments are out there that are really very beneficial for it. You want to do that? Great. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, first of all, let me just uh, go back and clarify that I am a psychotherapist. And mm-hmm. so my credentials are in the mental health arena. I specialize, I have postgraduate work in trauma, PTSD, anxiety, and depression. And the reason that I am clarifying that is because I want your listeners to be very Mm -hmm. cautious who they go to for their treatment, just like you wouldn't go to a mechanic uh, if you have, you know, cancer. You shouldn't mm-hmm. go to, you know, a general psychotherapist or a coach if you have fear of flying. Those are uh, fear of flying really stems from uh, trauma and it's neurological, uh, neuropsychological. So there's so much more to to it than just let's just talk about it. So a lot of people will go to a therapist and go, well, I have fear of flying because I was in a really bad situation where there was turbulence and I got scared. And what happens in those situations, if the therapist is not a trained therapist in in trauma, what happens is that you get re-traumatized. And so nothing happens. You go on your on the plane and you're still going to feel the same or worse because now you have it at top of mind and you've brought all those emotions up. So first part is understanding that you need to go to an expert that understands trauma and anxiety and 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 really has techniques to deal with it, not just understand it, but actually is a specialist in it. 
So that's the first premise. How would you find but, it? How would you find them? Well, first of all, I would I would ask. I would just simply ask. I mean, um, okay. also there are a lot of websites that, and I'm going to share this technique with you. They actually have a listing of who is trained in these techniques. And there are a lot of other techniques that are specific for trauma that also are very useful and effective. Um, and they have associations that you can look on their website and see if someone in your area has okay. been trained and is a, an expert in that field. Um, okay. So, and, and then I would ask the question, if if you are talking to the therapist, say, do you treat um Fear flying and phobias, yes, because a lot of people will say yes. How do you treat it? If they say talk therapy, talk therapy does not work uh, for fear flying. It may help dissipate. It may help you, you know, reflect on and and neutralize a bit of the emotions, but it's not going to take away the fear flying. So that's the first premise. The second thing is that, you have to understand where it's coming from. Not all the time are you afraid of flying because you had an incident on a plane. In fact, many times your fear of flying comes from something totally unrelated. It could be something that happened when you were a child, when you were in the ages between five and seven is really critical. Age five is a very critical time for developmental stages for children. And so we look as a trauma specialist around that age to see if something happened that you, made you feel out of control. And it could be anything. It could have been that somebody bullied you and you felt out of control. It could have been that you were, you know, un unfortunately, you know, maybe physically abused. Um, and you felt out of control. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't necessarily have to do with the the flying. And what happens is you could then be living life very, mm -hmm. very uh, well, you know, doing things uh, and everything mm -hmm. is going fine. And then all of a sudden you may have, like, let's say, for example, a car accident or something else stressful happens. And all of a sudden you start to fear flying. And it has huh. nothing to do with the flying. The, interesting. Isn't that interesting? What happens? Well, what happens is the brain is very, very, very intricate and complex. But what mm -hmm. happens is that your rational thinking happens in your frontal lobe and the front part. If everybody can feel their their forehead, that's where your frontal lobe is. That's where rational thinking happens. But your emotions, habits, um, and and memories are stored in the back part of your your head, which is your your back stem. And when there is some uh, an incident, something that happens that is traumatic where you feel out of control, there's a disconnect. If you can visualize like the road, I like to use analogies because it makes it uh, a lot more mm -hmm. clear. If you have a road between your front, your your forehead and the back part of your head, and then some something traumatic happens, that road gets covered up with debris. And there's no there's no communication and there's no pathway from one side to the next. So 
let's say you're getting on the plane and you go, I am not going to be afraid. I am perfectly fine. I am, I am calm and there's nothing going to happen to me. That's your frontal lobe speaking. But something happened in your life that froze the memory in your subconscious mind, in your back stem. And the message is not getting through. So what happens is in the back stem, everything is reactionary. So what it feels like is something is going to happen that I feel out of control. There's no communication. Does that make sense? I'll be done. It does. It really does. And so it's it's fascinating because that happens in so many uh, different areas. And it, it's not just fear of flying, but this is our topic for today. But phobias mm-hmm. and, and, you know, when you feel out of control, when you feel like you can't handle life, it's because something has been implanted or frozen in, in memory, in subconscious memory, um, that says, I am out of control and I cannot get out of it. And there's no pathway to say, it's okay, you're going to be okay. And so it's really critical that the therapist understands this concept, number one, and understands what to do about it next. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. so I'm going to explain that in, in a few minutes. Um, okay. I want to go back uh, and just kind of rewind a little bit. We have three, and, and if this is a lot of information, please slow me down because I can speak about this stuff uh, all day long. Uh, so ask me questions and 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 slow me down if you think it's too fast or or too much information. No, I think, I think or, you've put you've. I think you've explained it very well um, for a lame person. Awesome. So the other part that I wanted to um, talk about is that you have three different, um, um, I guess it's switches on your subconscious mind, for lack of a better word. And when you feel threatened, you have fight or flight. We know that. Everybody hears about fight or flight, and that's a natural response to being threatened. But there's something much more profound that happens when there is some trauma or something that causes anxiety, and that's called frozen. Frozen. And it freezes. Your mind freezes. Your subconscious freezes in that in that space. And how you know if you have a frozen memory is if when you are thinking about a specific memory, if you feel like you're there, like the emotions are there, almost like you can be reliving it, you're, you can use all of your senses to be there, you can smell it, hear it, taste it, touch it, then you are operating from frozen memory. And that is called PTSD. And a lot of people that come to me with fear of flying come with fear of flying, but they're suffering from PTSD. And they've been undiagnosed. Nobody has ever told them that. They go, well, okay, you had this. Or or maybe they've had turbulence on, on a flight. Maybe they have had mm-hmm. a turbulence, but most of us have had turbulence. So why sure. why is this person freaking out and this other person is not. That's because their experiences before are dictating to them a frozen memory. And it hasn't been resolved, so it has to get resolved. 
so, so does this does this frozen memory uh, is that associated with the p with the PSTD? In other words, it just comes comes back the same memory over and over again. Well, sometimes yes, and sometimes no. Sometimes you may not even recognize that this is operating, which is makes it a little bit more complex because it would be very simple if you if you were reliving it, you would say, okay, I'm suffering from PTSD, but it may not it may not manifest itself in that fashion because maybe something happened when you were five years old and you were not even thinking about that. Now you're thinking mm-hmm. about what happened a year ago, but that's not what caused the PTSD. It could have, but most likely something else happened prior to that. It's it, And the brain, what it does, it doesn't know from today to yesterday to 10 years ago to 30 years ago. It just uh. it connects the dots, and it feels the same way. It feels like it's all one thing. So if you felt out of control because you were in an abusive relationship, for example, mm-hmm. that might trigger that fear flying because it's the same feeling, the foundation of the feeling is I feel out of control. Ah. And so then all of a sudden you go into a panic when you're getting in that plane. Wow. So it's really critical that we understand that trauma is really the underlying cause of fear of any types. But most, mm-hmm. when we're talking about fear of flying, because so many people suffer from fear of flying, we need to be aware that, yes, you might have had that turbulence last year and it was pretty bad, but the fact that you are going into this, you know, full head-on panic attack when you're getting on a plane doesn't justify it, so it's got to be something else. And we see the something else right away um, as a as a trauma specialist. So mm-hmm. let me tell you what the solutions are, because the cool thing about knowing this is that there is a solution, and and it's actually something that I work with every day in my clinic, and I see incredible results, and I know that there are a lot of therapists out there that are doing incredible work in in this area. And you don't have to live a prisoner of of being afraid of getting on a plane. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. You can right now today say, I'm going to go for help, and you will be able to do this. So I I am trained in in a therapy called EMDR, which stands for Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing, EMDR. Have you have you heard about this, Denise, since you're... No, no, I no? haven't. Uh-uh. Okay, uh-uh. well, this is a neuropsychological technique that was invented, uh, created by a psychologist. Her name is Dr. Francine Shapiro about 20 years ago. Um, it's widely used in the arena of trauma, and it it actually started because she wanted to do work with veterans, um, but it is useful for any type of trauma. And it, without getting into too many details, I, I, I want to just kind of give you an overview of the treatment. It started off uh, being an eye, a fast 
rapid eye movement where the therapist guided the eyes with her fingers or with his or her fingers and the patient would follow the the fingers in different sequence of of uh movements and that movement creates um I would say a movement in the brain very similar to REM, which happens when you're asleep, and it allows the frozen memory to open up, reprocess, and release. And it is the most amazing technique that I have ever utilized in conjunction with hypnosis, which I use as well, takes it to a whole nother level. It is amazing. And so it transforms the the thoughts that were in subconscious mind in the backstem. It restructures them. And someone that was in panic talking about an experience, a traumatic experience while they were going through this therapy, within Uh minutes will start to diffuse the emotions. And it's very fast. Within three to eight sessions, you pretty much can mediate and neutralize the emotions that are attached and restructure. And basically now, if you can see this, you can uh, visualize the road, the pathway between the Mm -hmm. cortex and the backstem, the road now being cleared out. Now you say, I'm not afraid of flying, and your backstem goes, Oh yay! I'm going to fly. <laughs> it's it's, it's that <laughs> awesome. <laughs> and the message has been delivered Can't and received. Can't wait to go, and, right? <laughs> and here we go. Uh, it is. It, it really is very very powerful. Um, I use it for all types of trauma, um, but definitely for fear flying is. It's very fast. I actually have done it with patients that with one session they are on a plane. I mean, and done. It's it's over. It's it's just that fast. Well, that's amazing. Really amazing. It is. It it's amazing um, in so many ways, right? Because I think so oftentimes we think we're stuck with a situation. Uh, I'm not going to fly for the rest of my life, or I'm just going to continue to take medication. This is just a way of life. And when you open up opportunities of taking control over your emotions in your life, it it leads to so many different things. It's not just a fear of flying, right? It's the fear of anything that you have. If you can conquer one fear, you can conquer everything else. And so it, it's wow. um, a beautiful therapy because it really addresses the phobia at the neurological, neuropsychological mm-hmm. level, not just on a surface where you say, well, just don't mm-hmm. be afraid. It's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Well, most people think it's going to be fine, but their in their inner voice says, oh, no, I'm going to die. Ugh. I'm going to give you a, um, an example of um, of what I'm talking about because – and I have permission from her to tell this story. Um, okay. This is very, very interesting. So this woman came to me uh, because of fear of flying. And 
she said, the interesting thing is I've never had a problem, you know, while I'm in a plane. I don't understand where this is coming from. But I have a job that requires me to fly. And every time I'm going to go on a plane, I have to take all kinds of medication. And for two or three weeks prior to the flight, I am in panic and I drive my husband crazy and I need to do something about it. So she she says, I, I need something. Whatever you can do, just please do it. So mm-hmm. I start doing my evaluation and I find out, I discover that Indeed, she had not had a problem with a plane or anything like that. But what she had had was that when she was five years old, get this, she had stuck a pee up her nose, a little pee, and the pee started to sprout. And, And it's really it's funny and cute, but now listen to what is not happening. Really. While she's telling me this, she begins to hyperventilate as oh. if she was living it. Oh. And so she's saying to me what happened was her mom sees the little sprouts and gets into a panic and says, oh, my gosh, my daughter's going to die, and takes her to the hospital. They put her on a gurney. And the doctors are running down the hallway with her saying she's going to die. And um, this was in in an island hospital, and so um, it was about 40 years ago. So uh, I guess not politically correct to be yelling down the hallway saying this child is going to die, but that's what they were doing. And her little memory was frozen right there of I'm going to die. Guess what? Where she actually would go into panic wasn't on the plane, was when she was walking up the corridor to get to the plane. Her subconscious mind was saying she's going to die. It's the same corridor. Her brain doesn't know the difference between yesterday, 30 years or 40 years ago, or now. The subconscious mind was frozen, the thought process was frozen, and she's going to die. I'm going to die. And so that's what was kicking in. She was hyperventilating, crying like if it was yesterday when she was telling me the story. So I knew, bingo, this is it. Oh, my gosh. That's just wild. Isn't that wild? It really is. We did the treatment uh, with that experience, doing the eye movement. Mm -hmm. And by the way, you don't have to do the eye movement anymore. There's a little machine that buzzes in your hand uh, from left to right, which creates the same neuropsychological movement of of the brain. Um, So you don't have to be uncomfortable moving your eyes. It just feels like a little buzz. And it does the same thing. And so we did that treatment, the EMDR, and then um, that allowed her to bring up all those emotions. She went from crying hysterically, thinking of everything. She was reliving it. She was five years old, reliving that experience. And within that session, she was looking at it as if it was on a TV screen. And that's how most people will describe it. It feels like... You're watching it on the TV screen. It's not like you forget it. It doesn't erase the memory. It takes away Mm -hmm. the emotions 
that are attached to to it. So we, I, this is my technical term, uh, and I, I have to ask for forgiveness from your audience, but I call it <laughs> removing the gook with with the uh, EMDR, and then I replace the gook with good thoughts and positive thinking by using hypnosis. And hypnosis is another very powerful tool. Um, I don't know if we have any time to talk about hypnosis, but I use that uh, very much so for fear of flying as well. No, we we definitely can talk about it. Listeners, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with um, our special guest, Dr. Elizabeth King, and our subject is the fear of flying. And she uses a special technique, and I will let her... Um, explain that briefly again in case um, our listeners missed it earlier. Why don't you t- just explain to them what sure. EMDR Sure, absolutely. Is. We're talking about EMDR, which is Eye Movement Desensitization Reprocessing Technique, uh, which treats trauma. And uh, what we have been talking about is that fear flying comes from an underlying uh, trauma. So we, we need to mm-hmm. treat the trauma in a neuropsychological way so that it's not just talk therapy, but we're actually getting to the root of it. And the EMDR allows us to do it. So we get the emotionality out of it. We we neutralize the emotions uh, by using this technique that requires a very fast eye movement or now in a mo- more modern way you can use lights um, to make the eye movement, or you can use uh, uh, a vibration in in the palm of the hand. There are many different ways that you can uh, do EMDR. I choose to do the vibration, and it actually brings up all the emotions that are caught in the subconscious mind, neutralizes, and allows you to release it. Um, so it's very important that you find the right therapist that knows how to to do this. Uh, and then what I wanted to talk about was the hypnosis because that's part two of the technique that I have uh, developed okay. and, and, and put into place. And by the way, not every therapist treats uh, trauma or fear of flying the same way. There are other techniques that can be used. Uh, but this is something that I have developed through the years that works very, very nicely. It's very effective and very fast. I really believe mm-hmm. in fast approaches to to mental health um, because I really like to empower my patients to really know that they can do this, that they can overcome anything in their life. And so I give them the tools. I use the things that I have to in my center, and, and then I give them the tools so they can continue to move forward. And hypnosis is one of those. So the first part is I do the hypnosis, but I also teach my patients to do the hypnosis uh, for themselves uh, because they can oh. use that for anything. And self-hypnosis yes. is amazing. Do you know? Do you use hypnosis, uh, Denise? No, no, I've I've never um, experienced it. Well, I have to tell you that when I was bedridden for those two years, it was hypnosis uh-huh. that took me to the next level of wellness because because of the polio I and all the third and thirty six surgeries that I've had. Uh-huh. Um thirty six surgeries. Oh. Thirty six surgeries, yes. You know, my body my body is going to feel pain no matter what I do, no matter how many acupuncture 
sessions I go to, it helps, but I still have a, you know, a limp, so my gait is off, and it pulls muscles and ligaments and all that good stuff. So I needed to find a way to bypass the pain signals. And so that's what hypnosis does for me and what it does for people with fear of flying. It allows them to bypass any residual um, of that fear that they were once experiencing because we already dealt with it at the neuropsychological level. We've taken out the uh-huh. trauma. So there's no reason now other than habit. And so habit of, you know, being anxious of the unknown uh, can be replaced with hypnosis. And so um, just a brief explanation of how hypnosis works. Again, another okay. neuropsychological technique, very very mm-hmm. fascinating. We have four different brain waves. We have beta, alpha, theta, and delta. Beta is when you're alert. The alpha is when you're dozy. Theta is when you're sleeping. And delta is when you're dreaming. Anything between alpha and delta um, is is uh, opening you up for hypnotic suggestions because when you are dozy, when you're just like in that dozy state, you don't um, you don't have a connection with real with reality. For example, if you're dozy, you lose track of time because you, your uh, subconscious mind is not aware of time, and that's where you go when you're in alpha. And when you're sleeping, you that's why you won't go to sleep. And nine hours later, or eight hours later, or with me, three hours later, you're awake and you don't know that that three hours have passed, that's because you've disconnected with reality. Well, uh-huh. that's all you need is to disconnect with reality. As long as uh, someone can help you to be relaxed in a uh-huh. dozy state, you can be hypnotized. So everybody has been in a trance, every single person, and probably more than uh, once you have experienced that that. Um, event where you're driving or you're somewhere you go where am i has that ever happened to you Uh uh-huh oh sure that's because you've kicked in or you downshifted into alpha mode you you have disconnected with reality and when you're in that state you are in a trance i'll be done (laughs) so all i need to do as a hypnotherapist is to help you to get into alpha and as soon as you're in an alpha your subconscious mind is open to all suggestions, and but only suggestions that you want because a lot of people will ask me, well, can you make me bark like a dog because they've seen this, oh. <laughs> you know, on a comedy show, you know, in a comedy theater. Like no, I can't make you bark like a dog or quack like a duck unless, unless, you have signed up for it, and those people in those comedy shows have said, yes, I volunteer to do these things. So <laughs> you can only do the things that you want to do because you're, you have like an automated system in your brain that says, oh, no, uh, that goes against my moral judgment. I am not going mm-hmm. to do that, and you will stop yourself. So um, it's it's quite interesting. But the things that you do want to do, like I want to fly, I can actually have you visualize and actually live flying as if you were there right right now and you would see everything, smell everything as if you were experiencing it 
as if it was so real. And what that is doing is it's creating an imagery in the subconscious mind that allows you to almost uh, set that image so that when you are on the plane, you will be able to just relax and just take it all in. It is just amazing. Really, really Um, nice. It is really nice. And and by the way, that can be used, hypnosis can be used for anything, um, mm-hmm. for fear of speaking, for um, pain, as I do every single day, for mm-hmm. relaxation. It is almost like meditation, but mm-hmm. for me, it works a little bit better because I have a hard time stilling my brain with meditation and with hypnosis, you actually activate your brain. There's there's activity going on, so it's not it doesn't require you to to be so still, which a lot of people I know find it challenging, um, uh-huh. and I'm one of those people. So, but hypnosis uh, with EMDR for fly, fear flying is just amazing and very quick and and very effective. How how does one put themselves into self hypnosis? Well, that's really great. Great question, Denise. I love that question. It comes with practice because what happens, what tends to happen, is that people, as they're trying to get themselves to relax, they'll fall asleep and they don't get to yes. the, the the part of activating. <laughs> so, you what I always recommend is that you start off not laying down too comfortably. You can sit up and and practice doing self-hypnosis so that um, you're not going to fall asleep. And the whole uh, premise of, of self-hypnosis is to relax your mind and body so that you are in that alpha state first, but not fall asleep, although mm-hmm. when people fall asleep in, in my office, that's okay because you still are listening to me. Uh, you never lose sight or the sight of the sound of my voice. You always are connected with the sound of my voice. People wake up and they'll go, oh, my gosh, I, w- I think I was really asleep. But uh, and, I, and I go, well, did you hear me say this, this, and that? No, you said this, this, and that. I'm like, okay, I was just testing you. I wanted to see if you were. <laughs> uh, they, they always, uh, they always uh, try to check me yeah. out and see if, yeah, of course. But, but that's exactly right. Uh, but then, for you, if you're doing it for yourself, the trick is to stay awake and then to have in mind what your goal is. Uh, what is it that you want to visualize doing? Um, and so you practice that over and over again. I always say the best way to do it is to go to a hypnotherapist, have them do it for you so that you know what it feels like and what it what it you know what it actually feels like and what she does or he does. And, you know, there is a lot of uh, CDs out there for self-hypnosis. You mm-hmm. can purchase those, too. Those are very helpful. It's like a cheat sheet, you know. Um, and mm-hmm. then you just practice it, and after a while, you start to get really good at it. And, you know, it, it becomes very second nature to you. I use it on a daily basis for myself. 
Oh, oh wow! How how many minutes? Me, I use it very short. I do very short uh, ones because I've been so busy. Uh, so I usually do about five minutes um, because for me, I do it five minutes throughout the whole day, um, mm-hmm. maybe you know ten times a day because of the pain that I have in my legs. Okay. I don't take any medication, and so if I start oh. to feel pain, I go into trance and um, I disconnect the pain from from my brain, Your basically. Brain. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh my gosh. You know because well, we only have we, yeah, I'm sorry. we only have a couple minutes. We only have yeah. a couple minutes left. It's, our our talk's gone so quickly. We'll have to have you uh, back again sometime next oh, year. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. It's a lot oh. of information. I I hope everyone oh. is just following along oh, it, and and able to it, it, uh, absorb been, all this. It's been Oh, oh, really? Why don't you tell our listeners how um, they can purchase your book and if you have a website or how you can be contacted. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Well, you can purchase my book on Amazon. Uh, It is Dr. King's Simple Guide to Holistic Health. And uh, it's on Amazon and also in Barnes & Noble's uh, online and I do have a website. It is Dr. Elizabeth King and dot uh, com. Dr. Elizabeth King dot com. No periods after doctor. And uh, also my center is ihchealthfusion dot com, and that's uh, the initials for International Holistic Center. ihchealthfusion dot com. You can find out about my center and drelizabethking.com. And also, I am on Facebook. I'm I'm big on Facebook. So find me, like my page, and, um, <laughs> you know, follow me. Wonderful. Thank you so much well, for having me, Denise. This was so great to, to be able to really share fun. all that. really fun. It was really Thank fun. You. <laughs> I'm sure your Thank annual you. conference, your annual conference with, you know, over 400 women. Yes, it's really coming phenomenal. up. Uh, you need to come down. You should come for it. It is wow. amazing. When it's is it? uh, it's suits, stilettos, and lipstick, and it is on August 21st, coming up okay. at the W Hotel Fort Lauderdale. If you go to suits, stilettos, actually. Let me give you an easier. I got a new domain name. I have to remember to give this out because it's so much easier. S S L Women dot com. S S L Women dot com. That's the initials for suits, stilettos, lipstick, women plural dot com. Yes, and you have all the information there for the hotel, the times. We will be announcing the lineup of speakers. It's going to be awesome, awesome, awesome. I hope everybody comes down because we also are men-friendly, so guys are welcome as well. And mm-hmm. uh, it is a day for renewal, uplifting, inspiration, empowerment, learning, just sisterhood. It is just a, an awesome, awesome day. I'll I'll definitely recommend it to some friends of mine that live in, in um, Fort Lauderdale as well. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Please tell them to come to some of our events if they go to my website, 
and uh, sign up for the uh, invitations. They will get to be invited to all the events. We just launched uh, in Palm Beach and in Miami. We're going to Chicago next and uh, San Francisco after that, Charlotte, New York, and D.C. So we're we're opening up everywhere, and it is just um, an amazing journey that I'm on. And every woman and man, because we, we <laughs> do want right. men to support women, Come on right. and be part of this movement for a better life, for to live a happier, healthier, more purposeful life. That's what we're about. Well, you are, you are certainly an inspiration, Dr. King. Thank you so Thank much for you. joining us today. Thank and you, best Denise. Wishes. Best wishes. Thank you. You too. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. 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 We celebrate our listeners worldwide and invite you to contact Denise at www.healthmedianow.com with any questions you may have and follow her on Twitter at Health Media Now and Facebook at Health Media Now. For those interested in an advertising campaign on her show, contact Lisa at knowledgeworkspub.com. Be sure to visit Got Cancer? Now What? for information on Denise Messenger's award-winning book, Got Cancer? Now What? With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.